Hi, I'm Kensley. And I'm Alyssa. We're back together. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody decided they had to get married and go on a honeymoon without me or I know, I know. But we're back. <laughs> and today we're diving into a little bit different of a case than what we've done in the past episodes. Reminder, we are a true crime podcast, not specifically a murder podcast. Yes. So, today we're covering a robbery, heist, hijack mm. situation turned into a missing persons case. This is The Ugly Truth, and today we're diving into the case of D.B. Cooper. On the afternoon of November 24th, 1971, a nondescript man calling himself Dan Cooper approached the counter of Northwest Orient Airlines in Portland, Oregon. He used cash to buy a one-way ticket on flight 305 bound for Seattle, Washington. This was the start of one of the great unsolved mysteries in FBI history. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Cooper appeared as a very unsuspecting man. On this specific day, he was wearing a suit with a black tie and a white button-up shirt. Looked like your average guy on his way to a business trip. Before the plane took off, Cooper ordered a drink. Bourbon and soda. Possibly to calm his nerves, or because he felt so confident that he wasn't afraid to add a little alcohol in his system, you know? Wow. Imagine. Yeah. Shortly after 3 p.m., Cooper called the stewardess over and handed her a note. The note indicated that he had a bomb in his briefcase. It also said that she should sit down next to him. Terrified, the stewardess sat down beside him, and Cooper showed her the mass of red sticks and wires within the briefcase. He also demanded she write down exactly what he told her. Soon after that, a new note had been placed in the hands of the stewardess, written by her, and it was on its way to the pilot. The note basically asked for four parachutes and $200,000 in only $20 bills. Hmm. Never heard that part of the $20 bills. Yeah. Um, and for reference, this was in 1971. $200,000 then equals about $1.4 million now. So it's a big chunk of change. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And once the flight landed in Seattle, Cooper basically quote-unquote, exchanged the flight's 36 passengers for the money and parachutes. So he kept them all ransom until he got the money and the parachutes wow. on the plane. But he kept several crew members on the plane. And the plane just took off again, this time for Mexico City. He was still on the plane. Hmm. Now, somewhere in between Seattle and Reno, Cooper did what he had planned all along. He used the parachutes he was given to jump out of the back of the plane around 8 p.m. with the money he stole in hand. The pilots all landed safely, but Cooper and the money disappeared into the night. His ultimate fate remains a mystery to this day. Dude, this 
this is one of the most like highly speculated conspiracy theory like central cases ever a hundred percent because you can't trace anything truly like there's just yeah and they tracked every single bill they Mm -hmm. wrote down every single number and they made sure they knew every single number of the bills that when they would be spent they could find this guy right because it's so weird like and why did he get four parachutes if only he was jumping out like yeah and I think specifically they were two forward parachutes and two back parachutes. Hmm. So I don't know if he used all four of them or if it was really just he needed one. I don't yeah. know. It's so wild. While Cooper was still on the flight, the FBI received news about the events unfolding and they immediately began investigating. Their investigation was named NORJAC, basically stands for Northwest Hijacking. And the FBI interviewed hundreds of people and tracked leads all over the country. They also scoured the aircraft he was on for any evidence. And when the case finally had its five-year anniversary of when he hijacked the plane and stuff, they had considered 800 suspects. Holy cow. But at that point, they had narrowed it down to like two dozen people. So 24-ish people. Wow. Yeah. And... Now we'll kind of dive into some of the suspects and theories. Yeah. There's there's not a lot. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of suspects, a few theories, and then we can kind of dive into it too and say what we think. Yeah. But yeah, this won't be a super long episode, I don't think. But it's kind of just up in the air for I guess it's just to figure out. It's it's crazy. So among the suspects was a man named Richard Floyd McCoy. He is still one of the favorite suspects among many people, including some of the FBI agents. They still believe it's him. He was tracked down and arrested for a similar airplane hijacking and escaped by parachute less than five months after Cooper's flight. So very similar MO here. Huh. But McCoy was later ruled out because he didn't match the nearly identical physical descriptions of Cooper provided by the two flight attendants. And for other reasons, it says. Didn't say what the other reasons are, just other reasons. But also, like, if you just hijacked a plane and got $1.4 million, I yeah. don't know why you would want to hijack another plane. That's fair. You'd be pretty little, set. Yeah. yeah. You seem like you'd be okay. That's valid. Yeah. Um, and the initials, D.B. Cooper like DB, were looked into for a while, and the FBI kind of set their eyes on people with the initials DB, but there wasn't much that came out of any of those. Mm. But here's some of the little more crazier suspects that I think actually could could be them. Okay. World War II veteran Dwayne Weber was a suspect in the DB Cooper case after the 71-year-old told his wife joe his wife's name is joe on his deathbed i am dan cooper wow after Dwayne revealed this secret joe remembered that he would sleep talk about quote leaving fingerprints on a plane end quote huh and had an old knee injury from jumping out of a plane whoa yeah <laughs> i mean okay people say crazy things when they're asleep your husband is a great example of that he says some crazy things when he's this sleeping. is true this is true but that is that's kind of really incriminating and also why on your deathbed would you confess to something you didn't do unless maybe he had some brain injuries maybe. or you know some it could have yeah it could have been something where he like 
either was dreaming that he was D.B. Cooper and, like, it felt so real that he believed it. Right. Or maybe it was something, like, a mental thing where yeah. he, like, genuinely was like, I am D.B. Cooper. Because, I mean, this is probably all they were hearing about on the news. Like, yeah. this is, like... This is a big case. Yeah. Big this deal. covering their whole world. So... Yeah. So, then Joe, Dwayne's wife, told CBS News in 2000, quote, I can't walk away from it. Why would he have an old Northwest airline ticket? Why would he take me to a place where eventually the money was found? Oh. Why all of this? There's too many pieces of the puzzle that fit. End quote. Wow. Oh my goodness. Is she... So okay, what? there's a beach, right? Is that what she's talking about? Mm-hmm. There's the, that beach where they found, what, $6,000? Which equivalent to, like... $200,000 now? Yeah, probably something like that. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But they found it on just a random beach, buried in the sand. Yeah. Or kind of in the water, a little bit in the sand, a little bit of both. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit later here, too. Um, but they basically ruled out Dwayne as well because he did, so he did fit the physical description of D.B. Cooper, but his fingerprints didn't match those that were found on the tie he was wearing. So they had found his tie and oh. fingerprinted it. And wow, it didn't If match. only they took evidence in murder cases that seriously, maybe we would have a lot more murders solved. It's fair. Found fingerprints yeah. on a tie yeah, in the I 70s? Know. Yeah. Goodness. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. But yeah, they still have not been matched, obviously. Next guy, that was a suspect. And like I said, there's like dozens of suspects to go through. I just picked a couple that seemed plausible and we're going to cover them. So Robert Rackstraw is the next one we're covering. He was a pilot and army veteran who became a suspect in the D.B. Cooper case after investigators noticed a resemblance between him and the drawings of Cooper whilst investigating him for another crime in 1978. Hmm. Because they had released these sketches of D.B. Cooper, what he was supposed to look like. And I guess he resembled it. And I'm sure a ton of people were calling in and they're like, that's my brother. That's my so-and-so. I know a guy that looks like that. Right. And it's yeah. probably so many dead ends. So the fact that this guy was like really considered means he must have looked significantly like those pictures. Yeah. More than probably just, they probably matched physical like body, like how tall he was. And, yeah. Know, height, but... weight, very specific things, I'm sure. But Rackstraw served on a helicopter crew during the Vietnam War, and after being discharged in 1971, he tried to fake his own death by jumping out of a plane over Monterey Bay. Who just jumps out of a... Okay, that is so incriminating. You jump out of a right. plane. Right. <laughs> but this also adds into the theory of, if Cooper survived this jump, maybe the whole plan was just to fake his death. Wow. So... You never know. But he was later arrested on suspicion of possessing explosives and fraudulent check charges in oh 1978. So he has the bomb, too. Jeez. Yeah. And oh he God. was found in Iran and deported back to the U.S. In 1979, so a year after he was arrested, the FBI no longer considered him a suspect after direct evidence of his involvement was not found. But there's no direct evidence of anybody's involvement. Right. That's kind of the thing. Oh my I, goodness. I don't know what direct involvement means. Like no one, right. you know, you were on the plane that day and there's proof that you were like, on the plane that day. I, I mean, don't know. his fingerprints didn't match. His fingerprints on the tie. I mean, that would, right. you know, that would be it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So here is a whole other 
side to a theory. This is going off the theory that Cooper is alive. So shortly after he went missing, his sister-in-law reached out to the authorities claiming that he had contacted her and her husband and was alive. So supposedly this happened, but there's no proof of this claim actually being true. So Mm. I don't know if it was just kind of her trying to make up something yeah, to, to get attention. Or maybe it was something planned ahead of time where he was like, tell the police, I've contacted you. I might be dead. Like, you know, maybe she knew it was happening ahead of time. Wow. Interesting. So is this guy's sister or the person claiming to be D.B. Cooper's sister? It's D.B. Cooper's sister-in-law. Huh. So D.B. Cooper's brother's wife. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. That's like my own conspiracy, I guess. Like maybe he had plotted all of this from the beginning. But... I mean, I clearly had to be pretty smart to even survive. Like if he survived jumping out of right. the plane. Because of just the pressure that mm-hmm. you would have jumping out of the plane. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. And to this day, here is the final FBI theory. And this is directly from the FBI. Um, .gov website. Perhaps Cooper didn't survive his jump from the plane. After all, the parachute he used couldn't be steered. His clothing and footwear were unsuitable for a rough landing, and he had jumped into a wooded area at night, a dangerous proposition for a seasoned pro, which evidence suggests Cooper was not. This theory was given an added boost in 1980 when a young boy found a rotting package full of $20 bills that equaled 5800 in total, and that matched the ransom money serial numbers. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> so. Interesting. Right. So that, I guess, is, they claim, boosting the theory that he died. I don't know. Does that boost the theory that he died, or does it boost that he's alive? Or, yeah, he planned this out. Right. Because, okay, my theory is, how did the $6,000 matching the serial numbers mm-hmm. just get in the beach? Right. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Like, and they're buried. It's not like they were just, like, thrown on the beach and somebody found them. They were right. buried on the beach. Yeah. And this one lady from earlier, what's her name? Is Dwayne, right? Joe. Or Joe. Dwayne's wife is Joe. Yeah. yeah. She said that she was taken to a place where money was found later on from the exact like how would he know the place like i don't know i feel like maybe he did survive because there's a lot of theories out there that he was like he knew how to run planes and he Mm -hmm. knew how to like do all these things he was he jumped out of planes for a living or whatever so that's how he could do this i don't know i think it's possible yeah i honestly and maybe i'm just being a stickler but i lean toward i lean toward the fact that he's dead like that he died from the jump but the conspiracy conspiracy side of my brain wants to believe he's alive because there was never a body found ever yeah, yeah. and you they know exactly where he would have landed right they found the parachute right so he they should have found his body right then yeah and i actually have a list of all the things that they found on scene so okay. here's a picture of the money they found it's like some of it is like charred whoa yeah. How would it be charred? Yeah. No, I'll link this picture in the show description as well, but it's literally like black. Like yeah. completely black. It's like, a, like shredded fire. money. Yeah. And they also, this is the tie they found. Wow. Um, is it like just a clip on tie? Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It doesn't look like anything Wow. Special. Interesting. Yeah, and they also found, like, his duffel bag that he stuffed a lot of the money in and a few other things. So, in theory, they have a lot, they have a lot of evidence. It's right. Just... But how could you not find a body if you find all of these? Because there's no way all of these things are just laying in the same spot. Right. They're dispersed throughout the woods. Mm. So that means you're checking the woods. Right. And somebody would have found a body by now. Oh, or at 100%. least bones. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Seems a little suspicious for sure. I mean, I think at this point, it's safe to say that D.B. Cooper is probably deceased. Like, right. By now, if he lived through the job. Yeah. Um, so we might not ever know who he was. But there's still stuff coming out today. I know last month there was an article released about how the tie itself could help determine everything that investigators had looked over or something. Right. Because if there that holds probably all of the physical evidence they need mm-hmm. to find whoever's DNA it is. Yeah. Which is crazy that years and years later that we could solve this case. Because I feel like it's one of those cases that every new person to crime learns about or you hear about it offhand casually because it's so popular. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those cases that everybody loves to talk about because there's so much yeah. to talk about. With it. <laughs> yeah, I think literally we could go on forever and ever about this case, but in reality, we don't know exactly what happens. There is no set in stone answer for this case or answer for where he is, who he is. Like, Yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, unfortunately, that is all the ugly truth we have on this case. That is true. <laughs> but if you guys have any, like, theories or yeah. you guys just want to talk about it, email us. Um, yeah, I'll leave a Q&A um, underneath the Spotify. If you swipe up in your Spotify app, there will be a Q&A. And let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Alyssa, for joining me as always. Of course. So glad to have you back. Yeah, let's We go. will be back to our normal scheduling. It'll be us from now on for this the foreseeable future right and we're gonna try and probably post on fridays because i think that's the day that works best for us yeah yeah thank you guys for listening we've hit a pretty significant number of listeners and so we're so so grateful for that um go ahead and give us a follow on instagram at pod.theuglytruth and if you have any case recommendations or you just want to chat about this case shoot us an email at pod.theuglytruth at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.